Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Voice of My Beloved podcast. I'm here with Samuel Werp, who just got back from Africa, of all places. So good to have you back, Samuel. Thank you. It's nice to be back. I uh, So I wanted to have him on and just share a little bit of what he experienced. I, I've never been to a third world country. I mean, the closest thing I've probably ever been to is just driving through some cities in Israel that are, have a third world feel. Sure. But even there, they've got opportunities to get aid and stuff. So, but you were in places that it's just it's out there. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> it's not America. It's not Israel. Um, and you're right. There were there were places in Africa that reminded me of Israel. And so I I had, and it was one of those things that um, everybody that I met was very excited um, because I had just come from Israel. And so I had okay. been to Israel and I flew to Africa, uh, flew to Kenya. Um, and I was in Kenya for about a week and a half. It wasn't very long. Um, and yet if I felt like I had a whole lifetime of experiences there. <laughs> in one um, week? In one week, oh, yeah. Wow. It was amazing. Uh, and I think part of it is it's just so different. Um, the culture is very different. Um, the culture is very inviting and warm and welcome, okay. welcoming. Um, and then also everybody there speaks English, which I, w- I wasn't expecting. In I, Kenya, that's in Ken- right. kind of strange. And I don't, you don't think, I guess I should have known that, um, but I didn't. And so uh, I felt really comfortable and welcome. And I was just telling you before the podcast that, uh, so I went from Kenya to Florida and I felt like more people, I felt more at home in Kenya than I did in Miami, Florida, because <laughs> everybody, uh, I, don't, I don't speak any Spanish and everybody there speaks Spanish, so. <laughs> Um, but yeah, a very warm, welcoming, welcoming place. Nice. I'm just thinking, just jumping in here for those that don't know Samuel. So I've known Samuel for years now, over 10 years, I'm sure. But, uh, so Samuel is the oldest son of the work family who has a ministry that runs right out of our campus here called blessed by Israel. And so they bring in products from Israel, uh, primarily that are made in Judea and Samaria, only from Judea and Samaria or some other places, primarily, primarily from Judea and Samaria. And so they are fighting what's known as the BDS, uh, which stands for boycott, divestment, and sanctions against okay. Israel. Yeah. So there's this whole movement, uh, really pushed by the European Union primarily, that is trying to weaken the economy of Judea and Samaria. So blessed by Israel exists to strengthen the economy, to strengthen the Jewish people in in their God-given right to their land and to make a good living on their land. So we're really blessed to have their ministry operating out of our out of our campus here. Yeah, for sure. And we're blessed to be here. Um, and that was part of the reason that I went to Africa was uh, on invitation by by a friend of ours who also has a ministry, uh, Dean Bai, who runs a ministry called Return Ministries. And so he invited me to come to Africa. Um, and that was to share about, about Israel and share about um, Africa and connection to Israel, um, which was something that, um, you know, I was, I was, he said, come prepared to share something, say 20 minutes or so, you know, just to share your heart, share what you feel, um, you know, wh- why you're, why you're wanting to come to Africa and, and, and what is your vision and when you feel your mission is when you get here. And so, uh, one of the things I was thinking about was, um, coming from the States, coming from the U S, um, I hear all the time people that are trying to some find the U S find the United States of America somewhere in the Bible. And so we do, okay. all th- we do a whole, you know, obstacle course and, and jump through the Bible and Island, islands of the sea. Yeah. And we're, tr- <laughs> and we're trying to fit ourselves somewhere into big God's, Island out there, <laughs> trying to fit ourselves into God's picture somewhere. And with Africa, you really don't have to do that. Right. It's Not as like, much. 
you went, you, you, it's, it says, you know, in Zephaniah that beyond the rivers of Ethiopia, well, Ethiopia is in the Africa. You made it in the, so be, from beyond the rivers of Ethiopia, God's going to call his worshipers. Wow. And so um, that was one of the messages I had is, is that you don't have to, like, your, your name is there, right? And so get, get in line with what uh, God wow. is doing in the world today. He That's wants cool. to, to call you. He wants to call his worshipers from out of Africa to come and worship him in Jerusalem. And so it was, it was a fun time and, an, and a neat message. And that's something that uh, I think is different uh, between our cultures. Uh, Africans, when they hear it, they get excited and they want to do it. Right? <laughs> and so it's not like, oh, let me, like when you read the word and they're like, oh, we've been missing this the whole time, but yeah, let's do it. And so um, that was some of the response you got? Yeah. Yeah, like it was, very, very this was the first so. time first, we've heard first this. First time heard this, we want to do it. Wow. And so um, something that was r- really encouraging and really neat is often when, when I'm teaching, uh, you know, and people are like, what are some practical ways? Well, one of the first things is, well, just let's start praying. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Right. That's a very practical, easy, easy step. Um, I didn't have to say that in Africa. They've okay. been doing that for years. Okay. And so without, say, you know, like zeal without knowledge, but they're they're praying for the peace of Jerusalem. Like they've been doing this for AI. One of the ladies I was talking to, they've been praying a day and night. Wow, uh, for for the for the peace of Jerusalem, for the prosperity of Israel, uh, for huh. eighteen years. And wow, so for eighteen years, um, day and night. And so they're they're engaged. When they get it, they get it. And so that was really encouraging to be in, to be there and just to. Um, fan the flame of, of passion and desire and to see Israel restored and to, and to, to, to help them understand their place within God's story. Would you say that they're a pretty easy audience to talk to? Were they pretty engaging, like pretty responsive? So I was, I was invited to a church to speak um, the one Sunday that I was there. And uh, we were dividing into teams, into groups. Uh, of There were, I think, there were about a, a, eight... Uh, people uh, with Dean Bai's group, and there were another eight from a different group, and so together we were 16, but um, so uh, Dean Bai and all of us on the team were going to different churches to speak, and so it ended up that I I went by myself to this one church. Okay. I didn't have enough room in the car, and so I, I was in the I was in the vehicle, we get to the church, I get out, and immediately the first thing you hear music is is uh, everything is already going in the church like church is full swing <laughs> and so um it's amazing how much you can do with uh one keyboard right and the and this and the drum set on the keyboard and like five vocalists right and that that was it but it was amazing it was, it was a beautiful time uh of 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 worship and uh and so you know i i previously previously mes- me- mentioned uh, that uh, Mr. Dean had said, "We'll come with about a twenty-minute message, you know, to share share your heart." And the pastor comes up uh, and says to me, "He's like, hey, do you think you can take over our Bible study uh, and also do the main message?" <laughs> and so, in in fact, twenty minutes turned into an hour and a half <laughs> just of sharing. Uh, <laughs> and so, as I was sharing, as I was sharing about Israel, uh, I started, and I love to I love to start there. Because I real I connect to it myself, and that's with the story and the life journey of Abraham. Mm. And so, as I was teaching on the life story of Abraham, uh, the pastor himself, who was translating me into into the, the it was either Swahili or it was the local language, 
um, because most Kenyans have three languages, so they, they speak Swahili and English and their, their tribal language. Um, and so uh, as the pastor was translating me, uh, you could see like he was, he was getting it, and not only was he getting it, but he was going, oh, wow, oh, wow, amazing, <laughs> as, as I was teaching. And so, I, uh, it, like, you really uh, connected to, uh, he really connected to that message. And so it was a joy to see um, the people that were, were getting it. And so I would say um, almost everybody that I talked to in one way or another wanted to be more connected to, to Israel and to what God is doing uh, in the nation of Israel, um, especially since now they know their names and are in the book and that God is going to call his worshipers from, from, uh, Africa. And so, um, they want to be engaged. So that was really amazing. That's something, it does seem that the, you know, they, I think I've heard that the most common music throughout the world is actually soul music. There was and it almost like there was something born out of the slave trade, even that there was something they were being crushed at that time. And the music that was born out of that impacted the whole world. And so, the, but there is something unique about our African brothers and sisters that they have this, and as you mentioned, Zephaniah calling the worshipers. And, but so they, it, with them, you don't have to have a lot of coaxing, right? To get them to actually sing. They're no, just like, no, they're no, all no. in, right? No. Yeah. You have, it took a lot of coaxing to get me to sing with them, right? That was the coax. <laughs> that was what needed to happen. Um, and they're, they're all out. Um, so we, uh, one of the places that we stopped was at a church. So the, one of the, big tribes within Kenya is called the Maasai tribe. Um, and so there's a lot of, uh, within the Maasai tribe, there's a lot of um, traditions, I guess, what you would call traditions of the elders, um, and uh, a lot of um, ans- ancestral worship, Okay, um, worshiping of the ancestors, a lot of like the tribal gods and a lot of the tribal um, uh, traditions that they've kept for, for uh, you know, for a really long time. Um, and so, <clears throat> with that, there's there's part of the tribe that is trying to break away, trying to 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 break away from 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 these traditions and connect themselves to to God, connect themselves uh, to the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And uh, so, one of the things that we did was we went to to one of the churches that is is primarily, or I believe all, uh, f- from this one tribe, from the Maasai tribe, people from the from the tribe, and um, somebody had brought dirt from the land of Israel and uh, just like symbolically put it uh, well so first of all they had been we arrived late and they had been worshiping and dancing and praying for about four hours already (laughs) Um, and so I I think you know here just thinking about that as compared to American culture you know if you're waiting for somebody um, you would wait 15 minutes and you know say a quick prayer and 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 be on your way. Uh, they were going already for four hours, and when we arrived, so we did that symbolic, um, you know, giving them the land of Israel, and um, they were they were jubilant, like they were they were so excited just to see and to touch and to and to have the land of Israel there in that place. That after we left, I would say there were about 30 or 40 people maybe when we were there. So after the fact, when we left, it was already probably nine o'clock at night. They said that for another hour or two, they were still singing, dancing, and, and praying, but another hundred people showed up <laughs> because they were so excited to hear that they had received uh, this small uh, symbolic gift of the land of Israel. 
And so they really are. They're all into reclaiming uh, and taking back the land, their own land, right, um, and, and, and restoring themselves to uh, a connection to the God of Israel, but um, also also to, to the land and people of Israel. And so uh, it was beautiful to see how excited they got um, just over some dirt. Right, it, 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 you wouldn't think it meant much, but to them, it meant the world. Wow! Um, and so I think that's something that we need to, uh, we need to, we need to, you know, both of us have been very involved in Israel's agriculture, and sometimes we forget um, what that land actually means and what it represents. Right. Um, and so just to see that uh, that exuberance over over some dirt uh, was was beautiful and a, and a beautiful reminder of what God is doing in the world, and he is restoring the land and nation of Israel. Um, and I believe that by doing that, he, he is restoring the nations of the world back to him. Yes. I've always been struck by just how, in Revelation, it talks about they sang with a loud voice, you know, and how you know, throughout the scriptures, there's a lot of volume, you know, in the worship. There's definitely times to be still and know. You know, there's, there's, there's both expressions have their place. Sure. But I, I think it's, it's good to cultivate a biblical understanding of both expressions, you know, cause I, I don't know how many, even of our listeners out there, I mean, how comfortable are you shouting? I mean, that's a expression that you, you heard some shouting, probably you heard some volume. And I think there's something to gain, something to glean. Cause you know, we want to be biblical, right? And our, and I'm sure if you're out there listening to this podcast, I think you want to be biblically accurate. And, and I think that volume and worship, I'm longing for the day when we don't have to have the sound system. You know, we can, the the group gets together and you begin to sing, and it just it the walls are reverberating with with volume, with loud because over and over again, this you know we we pray on earth as it is in heaven. Mm. I believe it's thirty sometimes. It says they sang with a loud voice. Right. It was with a loud voice, and so we know that the worship in heaven is loud. Mm. It's got volume. And our African brothers and sisters, they... We know they're going to be there. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be there, and they're going to be helping helping us Westerners <laughs> bring volume to our worship, and that yeah. we don't have to have... I don't believe that we have to have the sound system. No, yeah. <laughs> no, we don't. No, yeah. So that was that was um, the beauty of it, was, was going and experiencing uh, the worship there, um, and also just the simplicity of the worship. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a 10-member band. Um, it wasn't... Uh, you know, there there is something, and I believe that we should strive. You know, for perfect praise. You know, I think yeah. it's something that that um, you know it, it is it is a, a beautiful thing to see people that know their instruments um, and that are playing them well. But I believe sometimes we can we can make that the idol. And right. And and when we have people that that are um, over excellent, where where they're where where it's all about the excellence and it's all about um, the skill and what I've what I what I can do and and how I can play uh, versus just desiring to, to seek and worship God. Um, when, when we come before the Father, we can't have that. We need to remove that and just come with, with uh, also a simplicity of heart, right. um, and that is to seek and seek the heart of the Father, and that's a lot of what I saw. And so maybe, maybe in a sense it wasn't um, perfect praise, as in like uh, it didn't, didn't always sound the best, but it was perfect <laughs> praise. Um, because because it was it was a heart that truly sought the Father, and so that that's what brings perfection to praise. It's not the it's not the sound, but but both are great, <laughs> right? <But> one is <laughs> one, one is one is the one is the important key. Yeah, Amen. So wow, any any other? You got to go on a safari trip. I saw that. I did. Uh, so that was pretty cool to see these 
African animals up close? Yeah, I didn't know what to expect really. You know, it's one of those things. It's it was it was of course I would never I'm not the type of person to go uh to Africa just for the sake of a safari. Right. But it was it was part of the bonus package to to, <laughs> to, to go and share with about what I love, you know, share about Israel and then on top of that to go um and see uh, see God's creation experience, uh, the beauty of, 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 of nature out there. Um, and I didn't know what to expect, really. And it was, I would say, uh, in many ways, exceeded my expectations, maybe because I I, I just didn't know. I mean, I, I, I knew, you know, from watching, say, uh, maybe some you know documentaries or National Geographic, but right. to be there in person... Um, yeah, it, it was it was beautiful and uh, a little different seeing these animals in their natural habitat as opposed to seeing them in a zoo. Yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I did feel sorry for the one leopard because I guess it was it's not na- it's not uh, normal to see a leopard out in the daylight. Um, they're usually you know pretty okay. sol- so they're solitary animals, um, but he was not solitary because it was such a rare thing. So huh. all of this, all I think like uh, it was probably fifty cars surrounding him poor guy as he was walking around because <laughs> everybody everybody wanted a glimpse of the leopard right. um but yeah it was amazing to to see to see nature in nature um and just to be able to to praise god um for his uh for his design and for uh, the beauty that he's created uh and now we can praise him for it yes just Third world country, you know, often you hear about mission trips, people going to third world countries, and all of a sudden they come back to America and just realize how excessive our society is. Did you kind of pick up a little bit of that kind of vibe while you're there? Yes, uh, um, for sure. And, uh, you know, that there is there is something uh, almost beautiful uh, um, to, to, to go to a third world country and to, to see people that, um, like, their faith in God is real faith because... It's not, um, it's it's not just a go to church kind of faith, but it's a faith re- realizing and recognizing that, uh, as it says, God will supply supply all our needs. Right. Um, and so, uh, when you go to these countries, they know that, right? I think here in America, we don't we don't always think about God supplying all our needs because, you know, we we have we have a job and and we have and and we're working and we have uh, the funds that we need uh, anytime we need it, um, but there. Um, yeah, third world country. Uh, it's literally them. Uh, it's you know from hand to mouth, um, paycheck to paycheck, uh, and they're and they're trusting and believing that God will will supply for them. Um, and it's very, very beautiful to see. And and I would say even just in my past experiences, even just going from Israel to the U.S., it's always a shock. Um, and I I think you know I I don't know how we I, I think maybe maybe the answer to that. Uh, is not go live in a third world country or live in America under third world conditions, but to thank God for the blessings that we have and then ensure that we are sowing back into into the lives of others. Yeah, yeah, so good. I mean, because it's a, a blessing. It's a real blessing to have what we have. But, uh, you know, I look at, I'm thinking of the Song of Moses, right, at the end of Deuteronomy, right? The Song of Moses at the end of Deuteronomy, where he's, you know, he has a song sure. and it's talking about how basically they he's prophesying that, you know, once you kind of, you grow fat and kick, you basically, gesturing grew fat and kicked. Right. Just speaking of this place where we just get complacent, we've got all these blessings, we're not really pressing in anymore. And that's kind of where we've gotten to as America. But, but there's a way, I believe, that we can, we live in thankfulness. Thank you, Father. And just, especially when we look at these third world countries that have so little, 
just to be grateful for what he's given us and still be, I think, I think that maybe the key is just acknowledging him, you know, right. and if we, but if we stop acknowledging him, that's where we're in trouble. Yeah. And I think one of the ways that we can acknowledge him is by acknowledging others. And that was something big, um, that I think we, that I saw in, in the transformation of these people, maybe understanding the message of Israel better was, it wasn't so much Israel as a concept. It was Israel as a people, as a nation. Um, and then even just, uh, we sat down for, for a Friday night, kind of, kind of a, a Arab Shabbat type of dinner, right? Um, so an evening Sabbath dinner, um, not super traditional, but one of the things that we did was we read Proverbs 31. And so, you know, as it's traditionally done, each husband will read Proverbs 31 over his wife. Um, and the whole room was moved by that experience. Hmm. Um, the bishop stood up and for the first time ever, he's never done it before, stood up and read it to his wife, but read it in such a way that everybody was moved. And when he was done, he turned to the next man there and said, now it's your turn. And I'm pretty sure we probably spent probably an hour at least each man going through. <laughs> and, and, and one of the things that, that they said at the end was that in Africa, like African culture, you don't do that when the spouse is alive. Like you don't say you're the most amazing thing. That's like, you only say that at the, at the, the burial, right? At, right. at, at death. Um, and so to change that, and, and that was the one thing that the, the bishop, Bishop James, uh, that was kind of the leader there said was, um, I'm changed because I'm recognizing that a relationship with God is in connection to a relationship with those around us. And so, you know, it's always been, yeah, sure, you know, love the Lord your God, with like, you know, the two commandments, and then love your neighbor as yourself. Um, but for him, just realizing how to bless, you know, a practical way to bless his wife and to speak life and, and blessing into his wife and for all the men there to do that, totally um, shifted uh, their, the way that they saw not only their relationship with their wife, but also the, the relationship they saw with Israel. Um, and it became very much more um, a relational concept of oh we need to meet these we need to meet these people and we need to have a relationship with these people versus oh we need to pray for these people um, and we need to send our money to Israel and so it was it's totally changed right and and you don't have um, you know you you can kind of view it through the, the lens of I believe a, a relationship of a husband and wife um, you know. Okay, so so I'm praying for my spouse and I'm sending my spouse money is kind of the way that they they were related to Israel, right? right? So I, I pray for Israel and I send money to Israel. But then they realized um, that's not enough. And so I, I would say part of that click was when they started blessing their wife. All of a sudden it changed to where they, they realized how they should bless Israel and how, and how they should start creating it. A, a closer connection, a deeper connection, and deeper relationship, uh, not just with Israel, but with Israelis. Uh, wow. And so that was that was neat to see. Wow. It's been great to have you on, Samuel. I encourage any of our listeners that wants some of the best olive oil in the world or the best date honey, soap, perfumes, whatever, you, whatever you're looking for, if you go to Blessed by Israel, by is spelled B-U-Y, and uh, check out their website. They've got a lot of stuff, but it'll be shipped right out of our campus here. And uh, so, yeah, I encourage you to support their business and support, support Israel through supporting them. 
So, Samuel, it's been great to have you on. Thank, Thank you for you taking for the time. Me. Thank you. And uh, this is the voice of my beloved podcast, where we believe that hearing and following the voice of the bridegroom king leads to the most abundant and joy-filled life. Thank you all for listening. Have a blessed week. Shalom. Shalom.